Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Rangers Rundown. I'm Max, joined tonight by Mike. Hello. And Hayden. Good day. We're here to talk about some first place Texas Rangers. What's up? Yes. That's fun. Things yep. are, are uh, not as they were last time we recorded. No. Uh, a lot of things aren't as they were last time we recorded. The Rangers are in first, uh, and Iron Man, the first one, um, will probably go down as the best superhero movie of all time because, boy, Iron Man 2, not that great. <laughs> I, I just don't think they're going to make a good one. I think they kind of burned all their ideas in the first one, which sort of sucks because I had uh, really high hopes for this. You know, I really love Chex Notes. Old-ass Mickey Rourke. I was really excited about that. Um, oh, well. Anyway. Uh, I'm pretty sure in 10 years we will be looking at this being like, damn, why couldn't they make another superhero movie as good as Iron Man? Oh, well. (laughs) Probably didn't make enough money or something. I I don't know how those people work. I think it's a passing fad. I think in a couple of years you won't see any more of these. Yeah. Do we think the Rangers will be a passing fad? No. First place in May and then forgotten again forever? No, no. I I think this is a team that's going to be good for years and years to come. Years and years. Yeah, pretty good run here. Uh, so it's, what, six of the last seven? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Like winning some games. Uh, like winning some games when you get weird pitching matchups, like Matt Harrison again getting handed Felix Hernandez and a big shrug from the team, and again pitching pretty well. And this time, mm-hmm. Frankie Francisco didn't blow the save. Yep. That's cool. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good work, buddy. Proud of you. Yeah, it's interesting. The Rangers are 14-12 after uh, the game on today, May 3rd. Um, but of those 12 losses, the bullpen's re- been responsible for seven of them. So just think we could be we could be 21-5 and five right now. Oh. I think that would be good. God, just even half of those more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'd, I'd take, like, what, 17-8 and eight would be how that would work. That'd be really pretty. Instead of yeah. 14 and 12. And I know that's not really how it works for anybody. Bullpens blow games all the time. That's how you win games. I mean, I, I understand. But it does always seem like the Rangers can never get all the pieces of a team together all at once, right? And that mm-hmm. the, Some years, you know, obviously the offense was phenomenal in a lot of those 90s teams, and they could not pitch, or at least could not relief, or couldn't do both oftentimes. <laughs> So hopefully that's not the case here. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of encouraging things so far this season from Natalie Feliz in the back end of that bullpen. And the Darrens continue to do Darren stuff. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, just a really good week for those guys. I they think that, uh, there's some good stuff coming up down the pipe, though. Um, just looking at numbers, um, Ogando and Shepers, um, mm-hmm. Ogando was switched to the bullpen. And okay. he and Shepers have had phenomenal runs. Um, Ogando has given up one run in 11 innings pitched, 19 Ks. That's phenomenal. That's almost two Ks per, per inning. And he's thrown 108 of uh, 158 pitches for strike. So he's not missing the strike zone that much. And Shepers is very similar numbers. He's given up one run in 10 and two-thirds, 14 Ks. 106 of 149 pitches were thrown for strikes. Shepard's, uh, he ended up getting promoted to AAA this week, so I think you could see, you know, maybe one, maybe both of those guys later this season. I think uh, they could bring a lot to the table. Really excited about them. 
Now, Agando is the guy who has that interesting background of how he got to the States, right? When there's some sort of paperwork problem and he sort of languished for a while and is kind of having to play a lot of catch-up as he's getting older. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he apparently is the real deal. He can really bring the heat, so, um, you know, that would be a nice shot in the arm for our our bullpen because they haven't been great. No, that's charitable, I think. And then Shepard's was a fairly high draft pick, right? Oh, yeah. So that'd be fun. It'd be nice to see one of those things turn around and, and become something useful. Um, and so Agando, you said he's been moved to the bullpen. I'm presuming that we can say he's just a reliever going forward, and they certainly won't flirt with the idea of making him into a starter again at some point. No, I think his, his future is definitely in the bullpen. Yeah. And Shepard's, he was drafted as a starting pitcher, right? I believe so, yeah. But now he's going to be a, a reliever forever, and we'll definitely not screw around with making him into a starter either. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's kind of the path of the minors. You know, the the starters they they rise to the top, but the pitchers who can't get those secondary pitches working for them end up in the bullpen, and and they can have some very promising careers there. You know, mm. he could have you know just good fastball curve, but he can't get a slider over for strikes or something like that. So. You know, when yeah. you're in short You could have situations. years and years of bullpen lockdown, Alexia Gonda, Tanner Shepherds, and Neftali Feliz. I don't see why you would do anything else with them. Exactly. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Also, uh, Matt Trainer <laughs> on that game on um, April 27th, he got his first home run of the season, which Aww. that's good. He's gotten off to a decent start. It was, it was the first extra base hit from the catcher position this season. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's a little bit sad. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, and especially when it comes to the guy who, coming into that game, had a eight career home run. I mean, he has one really notable off-the-field home run, and then he had eight on-the-field home runs. So, not really phenomenal. No, no, not that so He's much. the guy bringing the heat, stacking that lumber in the uh, catcher position. So, C.J. Wilson, he got, uh, he got the win. Uh, Bit of an up and downer, but only two runs in six mm, innings. So, yeah, but it, that was his uh, fourth quality start to start the season. What's a quality start? Uh, I believe that would be six innings pitched with three or fewer runs given up. Sounds quality. good to me. So, yeah. when was the last time the Rangers had a pitcher start the season with four quality starts? Oh God. Is this where I get made fun of for making fun of Rick Helling all the time? No, no. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Any guesses? You don't have to guess the pitcher. If you can just guess the year, you win a million dollars. Cameron Lowe, 2004. You have to go a bit back. 1996. A little further back than that. 1972. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be. 1993, when Kevin Brown started the Kevin season Brown, with six, that's a wow. crazy guess. six quality starts. CJ ended up getting his fifth quality start uh, on uh, the game. Um, which one was it? The second. Yeah, the on May 2nd. Yeah, he got the no decision, but uh, another quality start for him. So, you know, yeah. it, from what I've, I've read from Jamie Newberg and, and the other guys, this, this is our ace. I mean, he's bringing it. Every time he comes to the mound, and uh, which is kind of wild to think about. Like just just a few short weeks ago, we were talking about how we weren't really sure this experiment was going to last at all. And I think it's. I wouldn't disagree with you. I, I'm not going to argue the idea that Wilson is the is the number one on this team, which is uh, yeah, kind of wild. After his, after his start in the second, 
Um, his ERA is at a paltry 1.65. Crap, mm-hmm. maybe we should make Alexia Gond and Neftali Feliz and Tanner Shepherds into starters. <laughs> yes, we can do it with everybody. Of course. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. If that guy did it. Cut, uh, to, uh, also, cut uh, to Ron Washington saying, it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Colby Lewis start too uh, against the Mariners. Cliff Lee. Uh, oh, that was a, that was the beauty of a game. Ooh, that's some good pitching. So was there, mm-hmm. was there more you want to talk about with CJ in particular? We had the, no. with the five straight quality starts now. No, no, no. I just, Man, he is lighting it up. I just, I just love the the nineteen ninety three stat that that kind of made me laugh when I saw it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I wasn't too terrible off with my nineteen ninety six guess then. I mean, I was very wrong, but not. <laughs> And it was like your third guess, so. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, so uh, on the 30th, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Colby Lewis, uh, nine inning, three hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. Uh, offense did precisely zero favors for him. Mm-hmm. Always uh, love your pitcher giving you a complete game shutout and somehow not getting a win. Those are remarkable games to stumble across in the old archives. How many games do you think the Rangers will win this season where Julio Bourbon gets the only RBI in the game? Hopefully one. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think that's what you call lightning in a bottle. I don't don't think we're going to see that happen again. This is the guy batting 191 after that game. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. how did he get that RBI? Was it a sack flop? No. What even got it? I have to look it up. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Well, uh, he was he was 0 for one, so it had to be a set fly. It was a ground out. Okay, so was... <laughs> so the the first run scores on a wild pitch. Elvis scored from third with Hamilton batting, and then they intentionally walked Hamilton to face Bourbon, who grounded out to third, um, but uh, Young scored. So Bourbon must have beat up. No, he so, didn't beat up the the throw because he wasn't credited with the hit. No, it was wow. third to first. So he grounded into a fielder's choice. It looks like. Um, Hamilton went to second. Young scored. It was an unearned run because of the uh, an earlier error, it looks like. So, wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julio Borbon. Hey, we'll take him any way we can get him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will take him when I can get him. That sounds uh, fine. And that's a game that kind of parlays nicely into Ian Kinsler's back. Yay. Yay. And Welcome back. Spotter Arias is... Quickly shuttled back to AAA. Mercifully, yes. Aww, I mean, I guess he did okay, but gosh, as we've said, yeah, that's not Ian Kinsler. <laughs> no. No, it uh, it very much is not. Yeah. And this reduces our Andres Blanco quotient as well. Mm-hmm. So, hooray. Yeah. Although Ryan Garko still out here picking up pinch hit appearances. <laughs> Got that going for us. Got to. Got to. So Kinsler went one for five on his first night back. Then he goes uh, two for three, uh, his second night back, and just kind of going down the line here. I mean, really, he just kind of never missed a beat. One for four the next game, and final game he went two for four, batting three seventy five. Batting three seventy five now. The nine eleven ops. Yeah, that's great because you, you hate to see guys that are coming off the DL after an extended mm-hmm. stay there and and struggle out of the gate because I can really. Mm-hmm mess with her psyche and, and he just picked up right where he left off 
Uh, hopefully he can smack a little bit of that goodness onto Justin Smoke's ass because not the greatest start for, for Smoke coming up. Still bad at yeah. 176. Taking a bunch of walks, so he's got that going for him. Uh, but I don't know. It's kind of the same thing that we were getting out of Chris Davis. Yeah. I had some, some walks and then pretty much nothing else at all. He did hit a home run. He's hit two home runs, so the power is yep. there. But this is kind of what you're expecting from Davis. Uh, the difference is that Davis wasn't hitting home runs at all. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you want the do you want the the absent first baseman who hits occasional home runs or who hits no home runs? Like, okay, okay. Why take either table. when you have Ryan Garko? There you go, <laughs> third option. And center fielder Craig Gentry. Craig Gentry. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, those those year. holes are. That's there, yeah. Getting some some good offense on this uh, this team right now. But I mean, hey, go ahead and look over at the the A's in this last game. I mean, their starting pitcher is Rich Harden, who I mean, what is he ever going to accomplish in his career? Um, sitting on a three and a half ERA at this point. So I want to talk about that. Uh, I said Rich Harden, I meant Dallas Braden, but you know what I meant. I do want to talk Whatever. about that uh, Rich Harden start, the first one. Some pretty interesting stats coming out of this. The the human rain delay, as I like to call him, mm-hmm. he just wears me out. Another game of more walks than Six strikeouts. Uh, this is five walks, two strikeouts, four hits. Yep. So nine base runners and two strikeouts. Uh, not great. More strikeouts than home runs. So could be worse. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that needs so, to be. <laughs> so a, he's he's a got, max quality start on on the season. He's only thrown 53% of his pitches for strikes. Seems really Barely bad. more than half. He's got Jeez. more walks than strikeouts on the season. Think about he's got, you get four balls, and you only get to throw three strikes. So, I mean, mathematically, <laughs> maybe he's onto something here. How about this? Almost as many walks as innings pitched. He's got 23 walks and 23 and two-thirds innings pitched. Okay, that seems pretty bad. That's 8.75 walks per nine innings. And what is the Jeez. record? For a full season, you say? That would be 8.22. Okay. That's way higher than I would have guessed. Some, by somebody by a pitcher eight. named Tommy Byrne in 1949. Oh. So he's, he's colossally bad, and yet we still won the game. Yeah. There you go. That's how you know things are going right. That That's just mind-boggling to me. Both starting pitchers in this game, uh, Harden and Jake Peavy, walked five guys. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Sloppy. Yeah, not great. And then this next start for Rich Harden, going up against Dallas Braden, the aforementioned, will probably never accomplish anything in his uh, short and unmentionable professional career. Certainly not in his next start. I don't know why anybody would bother to look up what Dallas Braden does immediately after this game on May 3rd. Um, Rich Harden, seven innings, no walks, nine strikeouts. Just do that every time. It's just that easy. Just do that. Just do that. Don't do the other one. (laughs) God. Baseball is not that complicated. Just strike guys out. Don't give up dangers. Duh. Seems easy. Yeah. Unfortunately, Frankie Francisco just uh, he crapped the bed again, mm-hmm. uh, giving up two earned runs and a third of an inning pitched. Still got the hold, which that, that to me is always a bit silly. Great stat. Great luckily, stat, uh, the hold. Feliz came in in the ninth, um, 
had a perfect ninth one inning pitch, two strikeouts, no hits, no walks. Because well, the ninth started uh, four nothing Texas, and then uh, Francisco goes single, home run, walk, and then they put in Feliz. Nice foul pop out, strikeout, uh, strikeout. Yeah. Good stuff. Which is nice. I like having a guy at the back of that bullpen who's going to come bring just angry heat and strike a bunch of dudes out. It's fun. It's good to watch. It is. It's certainly enjoyable. Guys that can throw 100 miles per hour, they're fun to watch. Yeah. I always want to see more of those. It does seem like we'll probably be getting more of those in baseball. I hope we never get to a point where it's, you know, boring to throw 100. But I, I can't imagine that's going to happen, at least to me. My brain was pretty well set as a child that triple digits equals elite super stuff and that nothing else matters so mm-hmm. <sighs> it's pretty good God, looking at this the batting line though for this game on the third um, you know, Gentry led off this game is batting 231 afterwards and that's with two hits in a very small sample so that sort of tells you what he was doing before uh, you know Mike Young is Mike Young Hamilton and Guerrero it's fine Kinsler had well but then it's Ryan Garko batting 74. Got pinched up for by David Murphy batting 100 points better, which is still not good. Justin Smoke, 176. Uh, noted power threat, Matt Trainer, 234. And then Andres Blanco doing Andres Blanco things. Hey, Trainer did get his uh, first home run this week. And uh, yeah. some pretty interesting news at the catcher position. Uh, Salty came off the DL. He was activated and immediately optioned to AAA. And then... On top of that, uh, the Rangers uh, optioned Taylor, Taylor Garden uh, to AAA to back up Salty, and they brought up the great Max Ramirez to back up... Uh, Max Ram! Right. <laughs> to back up Trainer. So, Trainer, with all these catchers the Rangers have in their system, do you think he had any inkling that he was going to be the starting catcher come May? He still might not know. Yeah. <laughs> it's entirely possible that he is unaware. It's it's extremely bizarre. We've got, you know, all this talent, all ready to just burst onto the major league scene and Matt Trainer, starting catcher. Yeah. Just how we drafted it up. Mm-hmm. No one could have predicted anything else. <laughs> a no, few that people might have. A few people uh, did, um, and those people are generally... Salty was supposed to be the headline, this. the headliner of that uh, Tashira trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was supposed to be the gym, and we've still yet yeah. seen him. What, he had one hit on opening day, and that's been it so far? Something like that. It's been, it was pretty rough. Um, and so you really do hope that, that he can figure that out, because you know I definitely... Uh, really enjoyed those years in which Texas had a good hitting catcher. Um, you know, my favorite baseball player. That worked pretty well. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Texas needs to get another pudge, but not having the nega pudge behind the plate all the time would be pretty nice. Like, give me just an average bat back there. Ugh. Well, so, yeah. but, I mean, despite all of the all of those uh, hand wringing things, six or seven. <laughs> Yeah, they're winning. You know, yeah. The uh, the the bullpen. You know, I think you know if you just kind of open up the the box scores of all these games and kind of line them up next to each other, what you see a lot of is these bullpen names with things that with with uh, you know designations next to them that are let's say W H or S rather than L B S 
or something like that. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just good to see like the the positive connotations next to these guys' names because like we know what Frank Francisco is, we think we know what Neftali Feliz is, and uh, what Darren O'Day is, and uh, we should know what uh, Darren Oliver is. It's just it's that's why it's been so disappointing as we talked about at the start of this one to to have the bullpen be responsible for so many losses because they're so inconsistent. It's like, well, why did Darren Oliver blow this game? He's been excellent for us. He has an ERA around two. Well, just kind of how it shakes out. So for kind of the law of averages to settle on everybody this past week where they just go in and, and shut the door and take care of their business, uh, getting a hold, you know, getting a win, getting a save, not letting innings blow up, not letting the rest of their team down, you know, at the 11th hour, it's, it's nice. Because like that's kind of what we referred to as, you know, it's it's the kind of the balance point between a team being running away with the first place and just kind of backdoor sneaking into it at the start of the month here. Um, so hopefully, um, whatever kind of plague that was being spread through everybody in that bullpen is settled, and and we'll see a lot more of this consistency going forward. And and if that's the case, we should keep winning and, and keep hanging on to first place. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think that they're going to look back on this last week and say that was kind of their springboard, you know, yeah. if, if they go on to do better things because, mm-hmm. you know, getting that, that sweep over Seattle over the weekend, beating Cliff Lee and King Felix. And, and Doug Fister. And Doug Fister. I mean, yeah. Doug that, Fister. That, that, that's something you can kind of – that's a feather in your cap, and that's something you can build on. And that's – winning is, is contagious, you know. It, mm-hmm. These guys get a good taste of it and, and you know can start becoming the regular routine. I, I think there's a little promise for this team. I'd agree. Uh, so what do we have coming up next? Speaking of promise on the calendar. Uh, so we have the rest of this game, the series with Oakland. Get two right. more there. And then it's four games with the Royals. All right. Which is nice. I mean, Oakland is always Oakland, so they always play annoying uh, but then after that, four games of the Royals, those could be winnable. Those seem be. like winnable games, you'd like to think. Um, where I got to get Zach Granke in that first, uh, the second game of that series. Uh, um, should be a CJ start. So that one should be a, a, a tune in and watch. You see two good pitchers going at it. Always fun. In theory, it might be a short game, too, if you've got two actually good pitchers mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of chewing mm-hmm. through some things. We'll have to see how that one goes. Yeah, speaking speaking of the of a short game and good pitching, I noticed that the game time for that CJ Wilson or sort of the uh, the Colby Lewis and Cliff Lee start where they both were masterful, even though it was twelve innings, it just lasted over three hours. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. You'd expect it to be like a four and a half hour affair. Man, they were just pumping strikes. Man, it's fun. Getting through. That's the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah, the C.J. Wilson-Mark Burley game, mm-hmm. two hours, 19 minutes. Delicious. That's Mark Burley for you, though. That dude basically, yeah. get ball, throw ball, get ball, throw ball. Wow. Mm-hmm. Love it. And then the, you know, the next you know, two games after that, you have a three-hour and 14-minute. So. Yeah. Well, we got to balance out the Rich Harden experience somehow, so. <laughs> Woof. Oh, the uh, the Harden Braden game wasn't uh, wasn't too bad, two hours and forty. Yeah, the the one time Harden just kind of shows up. Why don't you get that thing done? But yeah. Oh no, I, I think he's figured things out. I think he's going to go fifteen and two the rest of the season. 
Great. That's my prediction. Well, I mean, you know, that's a little that's a little uh, rose-colored glasses, if you want to say. I'll, I'll I'll say that. But we did talk about it at the beginning of the year with all of the uh, uncertainty surrounding your Japanese import and Colby Lewis, your reliever turned uh, starting pitcher, and C.J. Wilson, uh, the guy who's never quite had it all click for him consistently in Matt Harrison and Scott Feldman who's competent. He's he's a good pitcher. He he's probably part of a winning team, but he's not an ace. He's not a Justin Verlander or something. Um the the fact that that uh, Rich Harden kind of has been inconsistent is is surprising because we were counting on him the most and so yeah, I, I do think that fifteen and four might be crazy, but or, or at least ambitious. Um, I hope he gets that. But I think we'll see something similar to that. I mean, I think that maybe you give him April to kind of shake things out. Maybe he's with a new team and that causes issues, or I don't know. But, um, you know, let, let's hopefully this is a springboard for him to kind of be the pitcher that we expected him to be through his first couple of outings, despite the fact that he's, you know, about to set a record for walks per nine and all that kind of stuff, which is uh, going to be a really fun trivia question. Um, I, I hope that he settles down and just kind of bees the, be, becomes the leader that we expected him to be. Because I mean, if you add a you know a, a heroic Rich Harden at the top of this rotation, then that actually is is quite dangerous in my opinion. Yeah, and it's a, g- a good point you make with all the uh, question marks that we had coming into the season from the starting rotation. How many changes have there been to the starting rotation through May third? I mean, there's none, right? I don't Zero. think anybody's gotten a start out of the out of, other than the five. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. How many times does that happen? Not often. Uh, yeah, not much. <laughs> and the and the only two things that you could really see shaking that up, you know, as of right now, obviously a guy could get hurt, a guy could get bad, but it's looking good right now. Texas might have the the opposite thing come up where they want to try and find starts for, you know, because we know they're going to be healthy and effective at some point. Brandon McCarthy and Tommy Hunter, two paragons of physical health mm-hmm. who will absolutely... And Derek Holland. And yeah, Derek Holland. him. He's rehabbing right now in um, Frisco, so he's ready to go pretty much. Um, so they may have to just sort of find places. To, and, you know, Holland's a little bit different. It, he's a little younger. Um, I think they're going to want to get him in there. They didn't see, you know, the numbers weren't always there last year in 09. Uh, but you see why the team likes this guy. So they've got guys ready to step up in case, you know, somebody gets hurt. But you may actually just have too many pitchers who really need to be on major league teams. You know, I'm sure Holland has things to work on in the minors, but. Uh, what are you expecting from Tommy Hunter, who's pitched uh, a couple of years in the bigs now, or, or Brandon McCarthy? So that's that's going to be an interesting thing to track, uh, is seeing where the, the team allocates those resources. Um, yeah. It's a good problem to have. It is. You know what else is a good problem to have? What's that? Uh, Josh Hamilton seems to have started hitting again. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the last day his OPS is below 800 was on the 26th. Uh, so this whole stretch, he's pretty much just been hitting. Those numbers are pretty much just going up. Um, do we think they will continue to go up forever? Uh, or is he just going to fall off the face of the earth again? Uh, I think his ops is going to go to infinity. I think it's just going to keep going. Yeah, some Buzz yeah. Lightyear stuff. That's that's my boy, Josh Buzz Lightyear Hamilton. Definitely his <laughs> nickname. Lots of people have called yeah. him that. It just, it, it just rolls off the tongue. I think it will stick. Yeah. Many people... <laughs> You're hearing it more and more. 
so yeah, he started hitting. Uh, it, it, it doesn't JBLH for short. JBLH <laughs> sounds like speakers I'd buy for my truck. <laughs> yeah, I got a pretty good set of JBLH I threw in there this weekend. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, he had that. Uh, he had like what, a three for four game on the 29th. Uh, it's a lot of like one and two hit games, but you're just not seeing very many offers. You know, he he goes up there and gets at least a hit, if not two, if not three, if not four hits every night, and that's what you're that's what you want is that steady like thumper in the middle of the lineup. You know, and if the pitching can kind of stay cobbled together and good, and the bullpen can become cobbled together and good, and you can build you can build an offense around a hot Josh Hamilton. Absolutely. You, how much else do you need? Especially with Nelson Cruz and Vladimir Guerrero still doing Nelson Cruz and Vladimir Guerrero things. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah, and, and, and with, with Kinsler back now, you know, I'm, we're heading in the right direction from I an offensive so. standpoint. Now you could see really look things. at a team with good offense at the end of the season, even if it was pretty hard to see it, you know, two weeks in. You're like, uh, I mean, yeah, the Cruz and Guerrero things are working, but who else is going to be good? And if your answers are a comfortable Josh Hamilton and Ian Kinsler... That goes a long way, I think. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oakland, Royals, Rangers stuff. Y'all got anything else you want to talk about? No, let's just keep rolling. Yes, go Rangers. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Go Iron Man 3. (laughs) (laughs) If it ever sees the light of day. I I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. Yeah.